Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ismona podcast. This episode was recorded on the 5th of December 2022 and I talked to JT from JT and Soul and Karyology. Yeah, enjoy! Hello everyone, welcome to another podcast. It's 9am in the morning for me and 5pm for my guest who is in Korea. Um, so I'm still a little bit tired, so please excuse if I might be a little bit slow. Um, so and my guest today is, you might know him from one of my discussion talks where a lot of bag reviewers and creators came together and we talked about if bag is a copy or an homage um and his name is jt and he is right now in seoul seoul uh south korea and is also now one of the karyology um contributors and yeah hello jt thank you so much for joining hello yeah no thank you for having me i'm you know I, I feel stoked to do this kind of thing. I felt stoked last time. I think the last time for me was like 2 a.m. in the morning. So, I, yeah. I, yeah. So, so this time is definitely switched. a lot better for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like right in the swing of my day and, and you're the one who's all tired. I, I remember last time it took me 30 minutes to, to figure out what was going on. And that yeah, was, but okay, it, yeah. it was really early for you. Oh, the yeah, late yeah. for you. Yeah, so, for everyone, fun, for everyone okay. who doesn't know you, can you maybe give a quick introduction to yourself? Okay, so I'm JT, like like you mentioned, or like Bo mentioned. I um, I'm originally from a small island uh, off the coast of Canada called Newfoundland. Um, it's uh, I I moved to Korea in 2007, so I've been here for a really long time. Um, I'm a photographer by trade, um, so um, most of my work revolves around photography, and I'm probably more more known on the photography side, but lately or not lately but i've always loved like you know carry and backpacks and all that kind of stuff so at some point along the line i decided that it was more fun to to talk about those than it was to talk about whatever camera i was using that week so um and then yeah so went from that to to carryology and here we are having this chat and uh, i've been in korea for for almost 15 years uh wife kid mortgage apple tree <laughs> the whole deal you know, and that's true. <laughs> All of those things are true. Apple tree, even the apple tree. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 great. So yeah, that's 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 basically me. That's basically that's me. awesome. So just like. All of the other talks, we both prepared a couple of questions, uh, about which we will talk, uh, ten minutes, ten minutes each. And let me just prepare my timer. Hold on. And. I would love to start first to give you the very first question, which is, you just mentioned that you grew up in Canada and now are living in th South Korea. So my question, my first question to you is, how does living in Asia differ from where you grew up? Oh, man, it's, uh, it's like night and day. And, and that's kind of almost a pun because basically like where I grew up is is like just beautiful nature. It, most people know Anne of Green Gables, the story, and the atmosphere is kind of similar to to anything you've seen from that. It's like very countryside, but very beautiful, and mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of nature, all kinds of those things. Um, now I live in you know the middle of downtown of a, an Asian city, um, 
a, a big Asian city, so it's definitely a lot busier, a lot more things going on. I mean, in Canada, like if you go outside of your house at you know eleven o'clock, everything's closed for the most part. You know, it's all dark. And in Korea, I mean, I can literally step outside my door tonight at you know four a.m. and it'll be like buzzing. You know, pretty nearby my house still. Oh, wow. um, so it's definitely it's definitely much busier. The different different vibe. But the, the biggest thing is for sure that. Like mm. I've expected a lot of people expect things like um food culture shock, but I didn't have any of that. I find like mm. there's like literally like a Starbucks like right over there, you know, like 200 meters <laughs> away. Like th it, there's not really a culture shock when it comes to those type of things. But otherwise, um, mostly, mostly that the, the amount of people, the amount of buzz, um, the amount of things going on, definitely different. Mm. Dry, driving and stuff is really different. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's definitely for, for me. I think that's the, that's the biggest difference. I, also find that when I first came here, I had issues with like how to deal with um, like just not even be able to do anything on your own, like because mm -hmm. the language, the language kind of issue. Oh, you, so, you weren't able to speak Korean before you came. So you learned everything when you arrived there, basically. Everything when I, well, when I first arrived here, I came to like a pretty small town, wasn't like Seoul or, or anything like that. And all of my friends had no interest in learning English. So they just got by with like the little bit they had. And then I was quite, I was pretty young then like 19 or something. So my friends wow. were also young and they didn't want to like, they had, they wanted no, no part of like learning English. So that's really I, courageous of you in, in was, that age to go to a country without knowing the language. Right. That's, it was, it was, yeah. That's a big well, deal. Some people would say stupid, but courageous <laughs> works too. Courageous works too. Um, I'll take, I'll take courageous. It was, <laughs> It was it was lots of fun, but I um with my friends I used to carry around a notebook and write down everything they said um like phonetically not not mm -hmm. you know not in Korean and and I would you know just practice that way and then eventually I started watching movies and practicing that way I, I'm not like a, a studier like I I don't want to I w didn't want to have a class or take classes mm -hmm. or anything like that and eventually when I got married um our rule at home was only Korean so um my my wife joked that if i couldn't understand the mortgage agreement that i couldn't live in the house so, oh, wow. so i was like okay i guess i guess i'm gonna have to brush up you know this like 40 page legal documents but that's but, good uh, that f really forces you to learn the language that's really good it, it definitely did and i feel super happy that i did learn because most people come and never learn or at least learn mm -hmm. very little because you can get by in Korea with English, you know, most of the time, mm -hmm. especially for basic living. But um, I'm super glad that I learned because it, it just makes every interaction I have. And because most of my photography stuff is, is um, documentary based, I spend most mm -hmm. of my time talking to people or with clients. And if I, if there was that language barrier the whole time, the, the rapport would be almost impossible to, to make. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, so I find that, you know, it's a big, it's definitely a big bonus for me. Um, I, I, I like I like it anyway, but yeah, I love it here. How how about cultural differences? Because um, I work with a few clients in in Korea and but also in China, but obviously my parents are from Indonesia, and I know basically that in most of the Asian countries, it's really common to not specifically say no, for instance. So, um, for me, the first time when I worked with, with a bigger, um, Korean car 
manufacturer. It was like we had this this client approval and everyone was like waiting because no one wanted to say anything first before the highest person in that meeting was saying something and everyone was hesitant to say something bad right within the meeting. They were comfortable to say it in an email, but also not 100% clear. So is, is that the same experience that you have are having in your work? Sometimes I think because I work um, or mostly work for a camera company um, a lot or a lot of that, those interactions, I think people are expecting the cultural differences between myself and them. So I think that mm -hmm. they sort of deal with the situation based on that. Whereas yeah. I think in like in your case, you know, that's like just some small part of their you know, whole situation. So because yeah. of that, like, cause I was like, you know, like I work like, you know, in, in the space with them all the time as like a coworker, it's a bit of a different atmosphere, I think. Whereas like, if I just, when I first came to, um, when I first taught a, a Leica workshop, I think in 2011 or, or 10, mm -hmm. one of my first workshops I taught for them, I, I remember that when we were doing like a kind of introduction or presentation at the beginning, all of the students sort of waited for the oldest guy in the room to talk. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there, there was that kind of, there, there's still, there's definitely that kind of cultural thing here, I think mm -hmm. where, um, and in some ways it's great. In some ways it's not as good. It just really depends on the situation. I think like in, mm -hmm. in some cases I, I love the reverence for old, for older people where like, um, um, like in the subway, you'll never see an older person standing up because the, everybody yeah. will I mean, always give good, up their yeah. seat for them. Obviously, that kind of yeah. thing. And that that stuff is obviously great, but then there's also like other parts of it where it's like, like what you just mentioned with with bosses, and it becomes mm. really complicated here when say one of the bosses is younger than one of his employees, mm. because then you have the boss dynamic plus the age dynamic mm. kind of working together. So those things make it very complicated. I mean, Korea has the same system that Japan has, where um, everybody is like. Like in, in Korea, it's like opa, hyung. It's like the, the words for, um, you know, you, you, you're, uh, there's like definitely a word for this, but, uh, it's like when you're talk addressing an older brother and older sister, you yeah. know, they, every, everybody has like a kind of a title. And that mm. part was definitely really different for me because like, um, say for example, if I'm spending time with somebody who's, um, say 45 and I'm you know, younger than that, then I have a heart that in Korea, there's a bit of a dynamic of how you talk, how you accept something, how you give yeah. something. And that's those the same things, in Indonesia. Yeah, that, that, that became complicated, especially the, the, the speaking part, because mm. I would learn Korean based on being with my friends, my younger friends. Mm. And, um, there would be like situations where they would be like, um, like for, for example, in Korean, um, if you want to ask somebody like, you know, like, what do you want to do? Like, like, it's like, oh, which means like, what do you want to do today? But it's like right for a friend. But then if you say, is mm. like for an ad, for somebody who's older than you. And those mm. things, like, it's such a huge difference in how that comes off. Um, even to this, to this day with my, my wife's mom, even though she's been my mother-in-law for a very long time. Mm. I make mistakes sometimes as if I'm talking to my wife and I will say something like, um, like, like without the, 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 the reverences that I'm supposed mm. to have the honorifics, it's called honorifics yeah. without the honorifics that I need. And she gets very upset, really angry. 
like the last time it happened, she I remember she yelled at me like, "Nan chingu ya?" Like, are we friends? As if to say oh. like we're not friends. I'm older than you, right? Like, like you should you should be much nicer. And it's really scary. Um, t- 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 Ten minutes later, completely fine. But like at that first, like her first instinct hearing that is like I think because I can speak Korean fairly well, they, they people forget that I'm a foreigner after. Mm. Especially being of with course. them for a long time, yeah. So yeah she said, course. from her point of view, there's no excuse, right? Like yeah, you've been yeah. here long enough that you can't do that, and that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff definitely still hits me. And it's very, very, it's all connected to what you mentioned about yeah. waiting for the person in in the room to to speak at the end. And yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely experienced it, like like my mother-in-law situation. Yeah. <laughs> definitely happens. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's definitely something that, yeah, I, I was used to it with. Uh, Indonesia, but Indonesia is, it's not the, as strict, um, this hierarchy system, I would say. But yeah, well, I was the first time I worked with this car client. I was a little bit confused about that. <laughs> um, that like we were like in this, in this client meeting and we were showing the edit and then there was silence like for two minutes or something because <laughs> no one want you could see in the meeting they wanted to say something but they were waiting and it was so weird um the the production company and the director warned me about that and i was like okay when we're in the meeting just wait and i was at first i was like okay what are we waiting for and then we were waiting it was silent for like two minutes one or two minutes so at and then the boss was saying something and then everyone's once he was Just finished everyone crazy. like yeah started yeah. talking but it's that like, was uh experience for eating is the same thing right so sometimes you'd be around like a family dinner and everybody just like waiting and then one kid will like reach in and grandma will be like hey and then then gra- <laughs> grandpa grandpa will have a bite and then everybody just yeah. goes nuts you know yeah. and it's like it's definitely in in our case like even grandpa will play kind of play it up in like a mm. funny way he'll just wait and wait and then he'll like pretend to eat and not eat and wait <laughs> it's like you know like so at least like they kind of um yeah in a lot of cases they understand that it's you know kind of something has, that's, that's an old tradition and they sort of yeah. go with it so it's yeah, i mean they, it has a lot of uh, it seems probably for for us who what who grew up in in western culture or for me predominantly in western culture it's it's strange sometimes but i can see a few benefits to having some form of respect and um the hierarchies and order in a way but sometimes it can make it slow slow down stuff obviously i like the title part I think mm. it actually helps in social situations often. Like I'll mm. see situations where one friend is getting a bit out of line and mm. then the older friend, if the older friend, no matter how out of line one friend is getting, if an older friend says stop, they just stop. Mm. Like it's, it's like a, it's like, um, like if one of my friends is when I was young, if one of my friends was 20 and the other one was 21, but the 20 year old was being like an absolute dickhead to somebody if the 21 year old was like, come on, like stop, then they will stop right away. Like, so that, mm. but I think in our culture, like that, that age difference wouldn't be enough 
to like listen to that guy if that makes sense mm. like it would there wouldn't be like a sort of like a cultural reason for him to stop mm. but i don't know it's it goes deep it goes deep yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> all right so thank you so much for answering that first question and now i my turn give, <laughs> yeah it's now it's your turn Okay, my my questions are are mostly carry related, I think. That's okay. But they kind of stem into other stuff. That's totally fine. How does it feel to be to have um, basically fathered this new generation of bag YouTubers? Because oh, wow. you're kind of like the OG, right? And everybody, like, no matter now, there are tons of younger guys, or I mean, not younger guys, but newer guys, kind of coming up and doing it. Girls, it all like so many people are are starting to grab this niche and and mm. take it into something you know like to take it seriously as a as a something that they can do on YouTube and everyone to a person if you ask them you know how did you start oh bo i watched bo oh, really? you know and blah blah blah, blah. it's oh, it's wow. very cuz i didn't know so, i didn't know that so how does it feel to be the yeah the father of all these young YouTubers <laughs> oh <laughs> wow that takes me by surprise, to be quite honest. No, um, no, it's, yeah, it's so true. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, uh, wow, I didn't know that because to me, I was always kind of thinking that Packhacker was Tom <laughs> from Packhacker was the one who started it all. Especially considering that his channel is one of the biggest of of all of these bag niches followed by chase reefs um <clears throat> my channel is like plateauing at the moment so i didn't i didn't expect that <laughs> to be quite honest um but yeah i mean it, it sounds cool um <laughs> definitely and um yeah again i i didn't know that i didn't i didn't expect that um I think, like, just as an example, because I, I know maybe you can have a moment to think about it, because I, I didn't mean to catch you off guard, but uh, we did <laughs> no recently, in, because I also do some moderation in the Karyology Facebook group, and I was, yeah. I, recently there was a thing that was like, who do you watch on YouTube, you know? Mm -hmm. And literally, like, almost every single, like, there would be answers, and people would give, like, three or four names, but, like, yeah. you were, like, in everybody's list. Like, oh, so it was that's like, cool. it'd be, and people would always like be super positive and be like, oh, Bo's the OG and like all this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, that's and, cool. And um, so, yeah, so I think like, like, a lot, like, like I know for me, me personally, I, I still even remember, I think I saw your video about, it's one of your really old videos. I think it was about like the GR0. Yeah, that was the, the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the so there you video. go, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking like, um, because like I come from a photo like obviously come from a photography side of, mm -hmm. of things and when I was doing the bag videos I was doing it mostly just for fun so I could have an excuse to to buy another bag so my wife wouldn't be upset at me <laughs> but at the time now she now she's like I mean not not about that in general just like the the money part obviously right like so yeah. I I I felt like um uh, and when I was when I was making the videos, I remember when I saw your your vi I had seen your video way back, and I watched it again. I thought, oh man, I've got to be better. Like I've got to be better. <laughs> like this because you know, and and I think a lot of people feel feel that way. Like that's that's yourself. And I that's remember really accessorize cool. me was was a good was mm -hmm. a good one too. Um, and you guys all you know were in the carry the carryology thing back. You know, yeah. kind of started that whole thing. So yeah, it's awesome. I think 
I feel extremely honored and flattered and thankful for that. And for me, hearing that, it one thing that really um, that I love is that you said inspire new creators, and I feel like that's that's the best part of it because seeing how my channel is at the moment, it's like plateauing. I feel like the bigger this niche gets, the more creators we have, the more people who make videos, the bigger this this niche will get, right? And I think it will benefit all of us um, if there is more interest in 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 bags overall in the long run. I feel like we are still, although the community has grown in to such a degree, we are really small. It's it's still such a small niche, and you can also see that in. I feel like bags are not getting cheaper, but obviously due to the pandemic and due to um, rising shipping costs and manufacturing costs, obviously some bags are also getting more expensive because those brands are still small and don't sell that many, then obviously they have to make them a little bit more expensive. And I feel like if we have more creators and therefore the niche and the viewers get bigger, the more bags we can sell and the more bags we can sell, the better for the companies, right? So that's something what I love. If, if, if I could inspire or if I can inspire people to make more content, that's great. And I'm always saying like to many people who ask me, um, about content creation, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, do something, create a video. And if you have questions, always ask me. I'm always happy to help. And I, yeah, I always like to help people to make videos because I do know that making videos is difficult in the beginning you don't know how to start you most people are like oh i need you know that the best probably most people are like oh i need to buy the most expensive camera and i'm like no you don't 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 get in debt just to buy the next sony camera or whatever you have your iphone that was expensive already and then buy a microphone and then you're golden right you can make you can start with that and um so yeah i'm always happy to help and i'm really flattered that so many people or a few people are um, naming me and i hope that there are more people making back videos because i'm only aware of i would say two handful of people that are making videos on youtube about bags and maybe just a handful of people that that have numbers above 50,000K, right? So it's like Chase is over 100K. Pack Hacker is... I think they're already up on 150 or something. And Accessorize Me, um, he's awesome. I, I We talked a lot in the past, but I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't call him a back review in that sense, but rather like he's like definitely content creator. He makes so many great videos, but I don't 
think he does a lot of reviews in that way or mm. back specific reviews most of the time it's videos with a lot of things and then the back mm -hmm. so he's the biggest of all i would say but um i wouldn't like put him into the specific back reviewing space and then we have a few others but those are the biggest right um, and i would love to have more people and I, i feel like that If you are based in USA, then the chances are much higher for that person to get a bigger channel. So I hope that there will be some more creators and reviewers in in USA. Yeah, that makes sense. It's much harder from being abroad. I think that yeah. since joining since joining Cariology officially, um, because at first it was going to be like just a kind of contribution sort of thing. And then when I mm. joined like their sort of YouTube, like, okay, we're going to have four of you and you're going to be like the YouTube team and you're going to do the videos as they come and depending on the subjects and all that kind of thing. When I joined that, I think it helped. I mean, a lot of people ask me like, why would you, you know, leave your own channel to, to do that? I mean, my channel was tiny, obviously, like, mm. especially from my point of view, because I have, a lot um, more of a following in the photography side. And because I didn't, I didn't really um, take that into my, my bag stuff. It kind of like kept them quite separate that, um, mm -hmm. you know, why would you kind of, you know, ditch that to this, but it's, 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 it's much for, for me personally, um, asking, trying to get things shipped to Korea you know, to review or to talk about it was, was quite hard. I mean, there's not a lot yeah. going on here and it hel helps a lot in my case. Um, yeah. and it just, it just gives me, you know, more legs, I guess, as it were. Um, but I think like mm -hmm. going back to the original question, the reason why I think people, um, have that sort of reverence for, for, for you as like the, the OG in this kind of space is that is the accessibility. I think that you're very open and, and, mm -hmm. you know, helpful, um, to people and, and you're easy to, you know, easy to talk to. I know, I know when I had, I had like 80 subscribers and I had no idea what I was doing. I messaged you and you, you sent me a few, <laughs> like a, a big message back, you know, with, with a lot of advice and, and stuff. And of course. it was, it helped me a lot, right. It helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I know, you know, I'm definitely not the only one. So it was, it's a, it's a bit, it's a big deal. And I think it's good. It's great. It's great that this, I agree with you that I think that even though, there are levels to to these things and the niche is still very small. Um, mm. I joked around with um, one of the karyology editors the other day that like, we're like one BTS member wearing a go rock away from the whole thing blowing up. Like, you know, and uh, it's, it's where we're gonna, I guess, you know, and then it's funny because, you know, in, 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 in the karyology group, there's like, tons of members in malaysia and there are tons of members in vietnam there are tons of members in singapore mm. korea has like three in this whole community there are like three karyology members like i mean in the facebook yeah. group there are three people from korea and yeah, yeah, yeah. if i tried to sell like a used go ruck in korea like people would be like what is this like i'll give you like 10 bucks mm. you know kind of thing because it's just not a thing here um but yeah. You know, I think that it'll take a little bit of, of those sort of like spikes, you know, worldwide, like for, for it to really blow up. You know, some of these brands that we we consider sort of like just bag nerd style brands when I think when they start to grow 
um, when when they blow up a little bit, then I think the niche itself will kind of be like carried up with that. I think it happened to cameras, you know, like years mm. ago, um, when the camera when Sony and those cameras start to get a bit bigger, then then the whole kind of thing blew up a little bit. So, but I feel like Gorak is a pretty good example for a bag or a bag aesthetic. I f I feel like that this kind of military. Um, aesthetic together with this really um, heavy duty feel to it is not the Asian taste. I f I feel like it, I feel like it's a little bit too much in a way, um, which is why I think stuff like like this futuristic dystopian cyberpunk kind of style, like Black Amber or. Um, What's the other company that I forget? Um, they are from Indonesia. Orbit Gear. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, Orbit Gear. So Orbit Gear. that kind of stuff is, I feel like that is more in line of what Asians tend to like. I feel, I, I always have the impression of that. Um, and Gorak is maybe a little bit too, too, yeah, too, too Western in a way or too American maybe. I th I think that like yeah, there's a little bit of that definitely involved. I think that there's you know even like political things that that make that difficult. You know, in in parts of Asia, you know, where people don't don't necessarily want to to you know they want something that's Korean in a lot of cases mm -hmm. you know, in Korea. Um, but I will say I think that like it's it's not it's it's um it's not a huge step. Like, I think that really that what you just mentioned, especially Korea, I can only speak from from perspective of Korea because I'm of course. only been here the longest. But um, I would say that those types of aesthetic feelings change on a dime based on what mm. cultural icons are doing in Korea. Of course. Especially. Like, of course. I remember a good example is I used to wear like a long winter jacket because mm. I just get really cold. And I remember my Same. students te teasing me, right? Like just teasing me, like, why are you wearing a long jacket? You know, you look like an idiot. And then suddenly some famous guy started wearing, you know, a long jacket. And then every kid you ever see everywhere will have like of a course. long jacket. So yeah, yeah. I think it's, 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 you know, it, it, it really depends on, on I, who knows what, you know, maybe it will be Black Amber or like one of those other brands. Mm. But I think that um, it would take one of those sort of unique niche brands to sort of break through so that kids are not buying, you know, Jan Sports or they're not, yeah. you know, w that type of thing. So I think that that's 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 probably I mean, I hope that it grows. I, I hope so too, but but I think it's also still this perspective or perception of value that many people don't understand. It's still a lot about, I don't want to spend that much money on a bag because I need $1,200 for my new iPhone or, or $1,500 for my new Samsung Fold. I don't yeah. care. I can't afford a expensive 200 euro 300 <laughs> dollar backpack right but yeah, i feel yeah, like i think it, it, we are changing a little bit and to some degree but yeah for sure i hope i answered your question um sure, sure. my next question for you would be um speaking of cariology um 
Now that you are at Cariology, what are your plans in terms of content creation for the channel? Do you just just want to do reviews or can you see yourself also creating other types of content for Cariology? It's a great question. Um, I had this discussion with um, uh, one of our... Uh, our editor in chief actually even recently and Mike, and he said to say hi, by the way. Um, so Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, um, we, um, we, we actually discussed this early on in my thing. And I think that like uh, just doing, because right now it's, 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 it's a lot of, it's obviously a lot of, of bag reviews and, and that kind of mm -hmm. thing, but going forward, definitely um, we're going to work on things like brand visits, brand profiles, Oh, cool. Where because in the past, Cariology did those as as written in written form. So exactly, like exactly right, and we're trying to kind of take that to the video form because mm -hmm. most pe realistically, most people want, or a lot of people want these days, at least some type of video form to that type of thing, right? Like because yeah. people have a shorter amount of time and and they they want to they want to check out that that kind of thing. Um, like we we have one coming up in December, which is going to be sort of the first sort of run with a a pretty well known um, Korean brand. They're sort of like the uh, the 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 premier Korean made carry brand. Um, they're not oh. very well known in the West, but they're very well known in Asia. Um, okay. They would be kind of like a. Um, in Japan, there's Porter Yoshida, which is a very like well-known kind of carry brand, um, Japanese-made kind of thing, and that this is like the Korean sort of Korean version of that. And mm. we're gonna and we're gonna to do um, kind of a brand profile of them, and I think that that that's gonna be a real break breakaway from table backpack. What features does it have? Kind of atmosphere, and I think that as that goes forward, then I think it'll. You know, we're hopefully going to get the ball rolling and do do more of those type of things. Um, so, are you going to do an interview with them, or are you just like shooting the like the the interior, the the company with some bags and then have like a voiceover over it, or are you going to do like an interview with I don't know the CEO? Both. So the the initial plan is that it's going to be like a bit of a vlog style video. Um, okay, in terms cool. Of how how the the visit goes. Yeah. The, the old, I took inspiration from the old written form ones, which very mm -hmm. much felt like a walk. You know, you could there were yeah. photos of almost like the walk going into exactly. the building, into the building, all the bags, some workers mm -hmm. talking to the worker, and then you know it kind of went around like this. I'm kind of taking inspiration from that, but trying to turn it into into video form. There will be an interview. Um, That's a lot of work. Yeah. They 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 will be hi highly. I mean, they will be edited, right? It's it's not going to mm. be like a two hour long sort of. You know, it'll be of course, yeah. short, shorter kind of thing. But still, but that's a lot of work. It's yeah. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of jokes with me that like I jumped in and took all the like. I'm like, okay, what's the hardest? And I'll try my best to do that. I, I took this camera bag video with like 20 bags, trying to <laughs> chunk it into one hour, almost killed me. But it was, um, it was. I think I'm still filming it in the back of my brain. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's going to be a lot of work. But I think it'll be it'll be fun. And and this first mm. one, I think, is sort of that a trial run's not the right word because it's a lot of work going into it but um assuming that it goes well we're going to kind of go forward and try to do a little bit more of that i think um there are other ideas that we've been talking about like we've been doing um 
been doing a bit more like ASMR style kind of loadout videos, which are not so mm. much specific reviews. Um, I've, we've done, I think uh, there's been two so far up on the channel. I did one of the Attitude Supply, the ATD2 mm. recently, and it, they're just like one minute long videos watching the bag be packed out with lots of zipper sounds and Velcro and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, yeah. So there's definitely some sort of... You know, at the moment, I think it's a bit of trial and error. Like, well, what's gonna what's gonna work? What's not gonna work? How how we're gonna mm. do this? Um, and yeah, I think that 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 is not gonna be just the reviews. But then, you know, the reviews are. I think that branching off is awesome. And I think, but I think that uh, some of the hardcore, like sort of hardcore bag, like bag kids, the kids who are like, you know, really the the, the people who are really like, you just want to see the features. So I think trying to have a balance between those two things is is something mm. that that definitely needs doing, um, needs to be done. Um, so yeah, I was definitely gonna try to do a little bit more of that other kind, uh, other style stuff, interviews. Um, talked before about doing an interviews with with uh, the Gorok Scars guys that the because mm. they're you know the famous famously the best warranty in the business talk to them about you know some of their stories of like the whole you know what kind of bags showed up there and how they looked and how they deal with their whole process and so th that was another thing that we had talked about and we're, we're constantly brainstorming different ideas for, for ways to start and, and things to do that are a little bit different um, or off yeah. the beaten track. I think that's that because it's yeah go, go ahead sorry that's that's pretty cool I, I was actually thinking for a while about doing interview style videos so that's why I'm interested in your your take on it and how you want to approach this next video because I was obviously Heimplanet is right here in the city and I know know them very well so I was always like thinking about potentially doing an interview with with them but it didn't move forward yet because I just didn't have the time um, but I, I think it's cool that yeah I mean that you have the same idea and I think it's a really good idea to do that, to make something like that. It's definitely interesting for me. It was like, I want, I always have done interviews in the past, um, before, but I never incorporated them really in, in these back videos. And I was kind of like from the perspective of a film maker, I always wanted to do another interview video. And now hearing that you are going to make something like that, that's pretty cool. I like that a lot. But yeah, right. as mentioned, it's it's it's, it's a, a huge task. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge task, especially and, getting all of that B-roll shots and stuff like that. But and the language, because I'm gonna have to do it in both languages, like in Korean English, Korean English, Korean English, because he, he you know, in this case, the not super comfortable speaking English. So I would do subtitles. I, that I, would be I, much cooler. Yeah, that could be. I mean, that that definitely is is an is an option. I I think. Mm. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that definitely. I mean, I think we were planning on having subtitles anyway for 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 me because I'm going to be yeah. you know mostly speaking in Korean. I think during the the go, um, it's it's funny because I really have to show them, like I have to like call them, and talk to them a little bit in Korean so they believe me that I can speak Korean properly because like mm. a lot of foreigners, I, I think like kind of um, like a lot of uh, expats here will, will kind yeah. of say like, I can speak Korean, but that basically but means like, hello, yeah. how much yeah. is this? I know How's exactly the weather? What you you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have an interview and it's just like, what are you going to yeah. do? So I almost have to call them and, and sort of like, you know, show them for real that I can actually speak Korean. And they, mm. 
once I did that, then the whole situation sort of flew, got a little bit more like, okay, we're going to do this. Like it went from like, uh, to, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's come and do it. So that's, that's, that's the part that, um, I'm not worried about like my, my part per se, like of my, my, mm. the speaking part, more about how to flow that edit together, if that makes mm. sense. Like, yeah. not so worried about the actual interview, but how to kind of make it work if I should jump in in English or, or if they are, if he's going to, because in Korean, I think what happens a lot of times is that if they see me, they, they automatically kind of try to speak English mm. and then mix it together and then it'll be kind of hard. So we're going to see how it goes. I, I think that I, almost like what you said, probably the best way is to just say, speak Korean, be comfortable, do your yeah. thing and don't it, worry about it's, it in English. Yeah. There's more authenticity about it. I feel like, and it, it feels much more, for the lack of a better word, it feels more premium <laughs> in a way. <laughs> it feels international. I know what you mean. Um, and what you could do is basically you could mix it in a way that instead of like including the whole interview, you just take parts of it and um, mm. single, I don't know, single segments and then like connect them with the English voiceover of you. For instance, like this brand X, Y does this and this. And then you have like the interview part of, of like a designer saying like something in Korean. Yeah. We like to integrate, I don't know, sustainability in making our bags. And then you cut over to, to B roll of the design part. And then you have maybe your voiceover that you script and to connect the next part to, so, you know, so it's not all voice. Uh, it's, so it's not all subtitles and it's not all just one continuous interview, but then you have like a really tight, um, storyline and you could like try to, um, um, design your interview questions specifically for the movie that you have in mind, you know, yeah, and then you yeah. don't need to, because just having one interview subtitle that obviously will get boring and no one actually will take an effort to invest that much time to read an interview with subtitles. Mm -hmm. But if you like only take segments of it, connect it with a voiceover or with a, um, in uh, a cam where you are in front, like somewhere in, like like a presenter you know um i think that could be cool but obviously that will be a lot more work and pre-production um because you really need to think about okay what do you want to ask and um obviously me personally i don't like to give the inter the person that is being interviewed the questions in advance because i feel like that takes away from from the natural speaking way of that person. And I like to integrate the questions that I need in, I wedge them in between other questions. So, so it, it has a more natural flow to it, you know, and then you yeah, can yeah, take all sense. of those parts and just, yeah. We're, we're going to try to, um, I, I think the early plan is to have my, I have a friend here who's a, a documentary filmmaker and he, mm -hmm. he makes, um, 
he, he made a pretty famous documentary in Korea recently about um, some uh, situation that happened some years ago. And like, we're, I'm going to try, I think the early plan is to have him sort of shadow and help kind of be like a bit of a production assistant, not really do most of the work because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's like, he's like one of my best friends here, but he's, you know, I mean, he's like an, a pro, like a proper film director and mm-hmm. I don't want him to be like, Hey, here's my little, my little side gig. You want to come and yeah, help yeah. out kind of thing. But, but he's willing, he's willing to come kind of shadow and, and sort of, um, and I feel like, you know, knowing his personality is the type that like, he'll eventually just kind of be like, look, do this, this is going to work, you know, you can start mm. to do this. And then I think that with my, uh, with me, you know, once I get that ball sort of rolling, then, then I'm okay. I can kind of roll with it myself. So mm. I'm ho- kind of hoping to see, we're going to do a sort of trial run with, um, we have a karyology meetup coming up in Seoul. And I think we're going to sort of film that and sort of like do some, some mm. interesting things with the, the meetup. And then if we can do that, then um, we'll see how it kind of goes and then yeah. and go from there. Um, cool. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, so you are next. Okay, so I'm looking at, like, say I've got three, right? And this one definitely mm-hmm. going to be, I'm going to go with the easy one because the first one was pretty okay. hard, I guess. So I'm going to take, <laughs> no take it to easy, easy world. Um, so, like, I'm really curious what, like, your, your carry, like, kind of pet peeves are. The things that, like, annoy you. Like, you get a bag, oh. you really mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it, and you're just like, oh, I, God, I can't believe it has, <clears throat> like. Yeah, yeah. And. That's easy I, because I, it, yeah. go go ahead. You can go first. I I have tons myself, so <laughs> okay. I, I won't stop talking. Yeah. Fedlocks, fedlocks annoy Ooh. me. Not not <laughs> all because uh, I recently had a comment and he, he that person, I think it was a he. Uh, that person was totally correct because um, I felt like I said it that way, but um, he said it's all about which fitlock to use and where to use it or where to utilize it. And I believe that I said that in the video. So I just want to underline it. I don't dislike all fitlocks. I like the uh, V-buckle fitlocks. I think there are a lot of places where some fitlocks can make sense, but there are too many fitlock styles that are way too easy to open. And then they are placed in some very important way. For instance, sling bags that have those fit locks that open that way, where you just um, like slide them apart from each other, are so easily to accidentally bump open whenever you kind of grab the the shoulder strap of the sling bag the wrong way to like adjust the position because all of my sling bags are kind of like I'm wiggling themselves underneath my armpit. So I grab the, the, um, or if I put them on the back, right, they slide slowly from the back underneath my, um, armpit. So I grab the, um, the shoulder strap and then try to pull it back onto my back. So in, if I grab it the wrong way on, on the fitlock itself, there is the possibility that I accidentally open it, which is why I, prefer v-buckle style fitlocks because you need to consciously pull that little pull tab and pull it in one direction to open up the v uh, the v-buckle fitlock so that is my first pet peeve um <laughs> my second one would be um 
um, what's it called? Um, the extra length of uh, strap ends. Yeah, the strap ends. When they are dangling, I feel like on the end of the shoulder strap, they don't annoy me that much anymore. I prefer them to be tidied up with some form of uh, strap and organizer. But what I really dislike are the strap ends on... Um, so motorcyclist. Uh, You're a motorcyclist. Yeah. So I can tell right away because it drives me crazy too when it hits me in the face. Exactly, right? It's yeah. so annoying on the uh, load lifters. The strap load ends lifters, on yeah. the load lifters. It's really annoying. And it's not only on the motorcycle, but also when you need to run. I mean, I don't run that much with a backpack, but I, I remember um, vividly running to the subway and these um, strap ends of the load lift that's like hitting my my um, my cheeks, right? Like, that's so annoying. <laughs> Tri triple lot design. I hate to call somebody out, but their load lifter straps are always like yeah. this long. And yeah, I feel they're like really they're long. always like dangling all over the place. Um, I completely, I I'm with you on that one. I don't understand it, to be quite honest, especially with, with um, hiking bags and triple odd design with this military i mean they position themselves to be this military bag so i feel like having um things or in this case strap ends that could get like stuck or at something when you are like in the military action i i understand that you need to quickly adjust them and to be fast and adjusting that but you can quickly adjust those straps on the bottom of the shoulder straps having something snag onto your rifle for instance i mean I'm, i've never held the rifle so i don't know but i imagine like when you're like putting the rifle onto your shoulder and then there is this stupid strap and from your yeah. load lifters i'm not sure if that is good to be quite honest and i don't get it I, I always guess that with the triple lot design, especially with the Axiom, because the original Axioms were expandable and the expansion was right in front of the straps. So I think True. what they did was they had them like that so that when the expansion happened, then the load lifter could extend, you know, mm -hmm. from the part, you know, where the yeah. bag starts and then where the strap sense, was. Yeah. But then like when the expansion got ditched, there's no real point to keep the, it's almost like yeah. they just kind of kept the same pattern you know, of the load lifter straps mm. and then didn't really adjust, you know, like how, how much of that, you know, that would be there. And I yeah. mean, I don't know, cause I'm a really small guy and I know you're a pretty small guy. So maybe yeah. we have more of an issue with this because we're, we're really like, you know, cinching them up. Um, but, it would but then be it's hard easy to say because to, to like add some Velcro to the shoulder strap. Yeah. Right. And then you have the load lifter strap ends just like Velcro them in, in some way. It wouldn't be that difficult in my opinion. I mean, even opinion. like, um, I mean, I think you, you, answer, I, I don't, I don't have like, even like just having like, like, like this kind of thing, like the, for podcasters, you probably can't see, but it's like the load lifter yeah. and you just have like a piece of webbing that holds it tight yeah. to the, to the strap, I think would be, you know, even have a couple of them. Um, I know like, uh, the remote equipment bag, the new one, um, I have the old version, but the same, the same thing, you know, they have like webbing going the whole way down so depending on how much you use you can kind of have it you know placed at different exactly. points i think that type exactly. of thing completely fixes it because for me yeah. as a small guy i love the load lifters generally because it makes yeah. the bag ride higher on my back and doesn't hit me in the ass when i'm walking around but mm. 
but sometimes I'll let it kind of you know dangle because of what you just said. So I mean, my for me, my biggest pet peeve is not standing up. When a bag doesn't stand up, it drives me mental. Really, I really, just, it's something because I think maybe because I live in Seoul and it's always really. Oh, tight you told here. me about that. Yeah, you told yeah. me about that. That there's not much space to uh, put the bag on the ground. Yeah, yeah, like, you I told can't, me like, that once. It's like I can't like lay it, you know, like 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 I'm sometimes I'll see like pictures of people, you know, in coffee shops in the States and their bag is like, you know, on the table and it's like clamshelled mm. open, like right next to them or like the chair. I just have no space. Like it's only available for me to w work out of the bag, you know, oh. if it's standing up. Um, that's definitely Fidlocks. I'm with you. The sternum strap Fidlock is what drives me the most crazy because yeah. I really I really hate when I put my bag down. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I've got my daughter in one arm, and I'm going to grab my bag. And somehow the sternum strap has attached itself. That's close. Yeah. And I try that's to, like, annoying. put my bag on, and it's, like, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, that, that really – it feels superfluous to me. I think it's, like, a cool yeah. thing as opposed to a, a true functional thing. Like, I look at, like, Mystery Ranch's um, – like you just said, they're real military bags. You never find a fidlock on them. You know, mm. like, it's always proper buckles. They always use – um, Velcro, you know, so it's, it's like you just said, like, if you look at a real, like, actually going to be used by a military guy bag, they, yeah. they definitely, you know, have a bit of a different way about it. So it's a bit of a cool factor, I guess, is the thing. But no, that's cool. Yeah. Good. I wish, I wish Cobra buckles would get cheaper because I, I think Cobra buckles are the next evolution <laughs> of adding instead of those Duraflex buckles, which are, I mean, they're tested right um they work perfectly but i feel like if we want to make bags a little bit going to the next evolutionary step cobra buckles would be the next for me personally the the better choice instead of fitlocks but as far as i understand cobra buckles are still extremely expensive for some yeah. reason this this um, bag here is like a custom like a fully yeah, custom. I see, I see the cobra buckle there. Yeah, there, there are there are actually six totally on this. And when mm. we were doing the bag, the guy was like, he's a, he's based in Czech Republic. His name is Philip yeah. Robok, and he makes like these fully custom, yeah, like crazy, you know, like whatever you His want. Bags are amazing. Bags. They are yeah. amazing. They're amazing. And he, I want to get one in the future. The, the build quality is unreal, and he's a great guy too. So it's, it helps. But when he was making this one, he's like, so. If you want six Cobra buckles, the price is going to be like $200. It, it, it costs yeah. like $200 for these buckles. Like, yeah, and he's like really expensive. And he's like a you know really honest guy. So he's like, here, look, this is this is the order form. They're like $200 for these buckles. Yeah. So if you really want them. And, and I agree with you. I, th I think the only issue with Cobras for me generally, and especially like I've noticed it with um, some of the collab bags that have Cobra buckles where the original version of the bag didn't have Cobra buckles, is they're heavy. Yeah. They make, they make a heavy feeling and they're a bit mm. like kind of cumbersome and clanky. They need to mm. be like um, kept in check more than a Duraflex buckle. Yeah. Exactly. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, Cobra Buckle basically has they are you they are some made out of plastic, but the the thing about Cobra Buckles, most of them are made out of metal, and they have these two push buttons that releases this. It kind of looks like a anchor where you like <laughs> cut off some of the hooks. Um, yeah, it's like a. A pin, I think they call yeah, it a pin. Like a T-shape. The... It's a little bit T-shaped yeah. in a way. And those, once you, 
um, close that buckle, those um, the two push buttons can hook to the T shape or the, to the part of that anchor and hold it everything in place. And obviously, you have two small moving parts in that, and I, I assume that those um, are difficult to maintain. So I have never made a long because I don't have that many. No, I have no bag actually that has the Cobra buckle. Um, so I'm not sure how they are in terms of longevity. I mean, they will hold up, but I'm not sure if you have to grease them at some point or I, no idea. Actually. Apparently they're maintenance free, they say. So oh, okay. they're supposed to be maintenance free. They, they're kind of, um, self adjust, like, uh, self lubricate, self lubricating is not the right word, but they keep their, yeah. the, they, it's, just, it's, it's um i've got maybe one or two bags that that, that have had them for mm. a very long time one one mission workshop bag i've had for years and years that that has a um a cobra buckle and it's been yeah i had one too but i sold it unfortunately yeah um yeah, yeah they all those are great but i can't see they are i don't i mean they are not like intricate made but compared to normal buckles they're you can see that they are more difficult to produce, hence their price right. tag. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so that was um, the your question. So my next question or my last question to you would be: What are your current favorite items of the year? And it doesn't have to be a bag. So because I I assume you probably. W you might want to do a video for yourself about that. So you can name whatever item you want or items. Does it have to be, does it have to be made this year or just, I got it this year. I, you sense. got it this year. It's just, okay, it doesn't, if you have like bought an old Polaroid camera that can, that's okay. uh, yeah, that's okay. Of course. Cool. Okay. So I'll start, I'll start with a, with a, a bag, I guess I'll start with bags. Mm -hmm. I think for for me, um, one oh, if it, obviously favorite bag is really difficult because there are just yeah, so so really many difficult. bags around. But I will say my favorite bag feature of this year that I didn't think I was going to, I never liked before. That sudden, and this is kind of putting my own spin on the question, but um, roll tops. Suddenly, I very much like roll top backpacks, yeah. and I think that this comes from having a baby and. When I had a baby, suddenly there are moments as she grows where you need more, you suddenly need more space, suddenly. And it's the easiest, that, simplest yeah. form of of expansion in a backpack that doesn't take a lot of fat if you're not, you know, messing around a lot. So um, I, to, to, like I could, I could name, you know, some of the ones I like, but in general, like mm. just a roll top is something that is one of my new favorite things for me personally in this, um, in this year. Um, I think that the... You mentioned earlier, and and I got um, the. You're talking about the the Galaxy Fold, and the Galaxy Fold is a huge one for me. Like I did, you buy one? I well, I, I yes, I did. Yeah, I bought one oh, last cool. year or beginning of beginning of this year, and yeah, it changed. Like Tell I've me about had, it. I, I've had new phones. Like I mean, literally, yeah. like I I'm the type of person that that um, one year new phone, 
almost exactly to the date. Like I will get a new phone every year right on mm-hmm. the date, you know, because it's like, you know, if it's an iPhone or something, they, they change slightly and there's no real point to get a new one, but you get mm-hmm. one. But I've never felt like excited in the last five years by a phone okay. or a piece of tech. Not not super yeah. excited. But man, this thing is like completely life-changing kind of thing. Not life-changing, but you know, like tech life-changing. It really changes the way... It, it stopped me from needing an iPad. My iPad is just... Because I was That's using an big. iPad mini and it was just like, no, I don't need it anymore. I um, have so many questions. I have so Luma, many. <laughs> LumaFusion now works. LumaFusion is an amazing um, f- a movie like, video editing app mm-hmm. that, that was iPad only. And it just came to the fold. And LumaFusion, one thing that people don't think about much with the Samsung phones, but because I live in Korea, I see it so often, is they have this function where essentially you plug it into a monitor and it becomes a desktop yeah. interface. I mean, I, I know it. I have the Samsung S21 oh, nice. Plus. Yeah, yeah. So the so the Dex thing, and and you know, yeah. it runs a kind of form of Linux. You know, it's not real Linux, but it's this basic. Mm. But like for me, um especially living here, you'll see people, they will just literally on their desk have a monitor and that's it. They'll go to work, plug in their phone. That's cool. Do all their work, unplug, go home. And then with the fold, you can unfold it and then use it as a trackpad that's huge, you know, while you're like doing your your thing. And it works as this huge trackpad. Um, Right now, it's lighting me right here because it stands up. Mm. You know, I I was just like in a panic because my light wasn't working and I just turned it on, put the flashlight on, stuck it up like this and... It's so so many. There's so many things about this phone that I love that you'll nice. never be able to pry one out of my hands after this. I will have to own one of these phones. It's, it's been like a year of using it, and I I still, still when I do this, I feel mm. like kind of giddy. Like oh my god, I can't believe this is actually working. And it's it's a it's a great great device. Um, I, I can see that. Yeah, know they're expensive, but it's every friend I've ever recommended one that has gotten it. I've never once heard them come back to me and be like, oh, no, that was stupid. They're always like, this is the best thing ever. Um, so I I would say that that is that might be in the last five years my favorite thing I've gotten. I, I absolutely love it. It's just it's it's just great. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got the two or three questions about that. So f- let Go me ahead, ask yeah. you all of, all, all of them. So <laughs> no, no, the first thing I want to say is I have thought about getting that phone because I have the Samsung S21 Plus and I have the Samsung Tab uh, is it S7 FE, so the tablet, right? The, the, the budget-friendly tablet. And I love that thing. It's great for, um, for media consumption or quickly um, answering emails without, like, switching on my iMac and stuff like that. So I use that a lot. And that's why I was actually thinking about why don't I like move to to the fold, although it is so expensive. But like if I take both of those items that I have at the moment in mind, then I would still be cheaper than the fold. But overall, it maybe makes a lot of more sense. So my question is, you are a motorcycle rider as well, right? And I feel like I used the, the quad lock to attach the phone onto my uh, motorcycle. And I feel like that's not possible anymore with the fold. Or is it possible? Do you use the phone on your on your motorcycle in a way? Or do you just keep the phone in your pockets and then have like 
uh, Google Maps instructions via audio cues. So, so what I normally do, which is not going to really help you with your question because this is something I've done for a long time, I actually mm. just put it in my smartwatch and it's wrap my smartwatch around the handlebars. Oh, I, I, have the, uh, I have the watch four. So, yeah, yeah. so I am I just totally this, in the yeah. Samsung world. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's, so you so, just take your, your watch and then you put it onto your handlebar? Yeah, and I just oh, that's use a like good that. idea. Um, I have my okay. handlebars have like a little like um, it's not made for that, but it basically is just like kind of like a foam thing that mm. that that's made. It's made it's it's made for the handlebars, but it's not it's not. It just makes it so that the watch can wrap around more easily and stay yeah, stable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just do that, and you know, I th I thought about doing what you said, and with the fold, I think it would be possible without it unfolded, like when it was you know in its kind of candy mm. bar shape, it would definitely work. I think, yeah. but um. One thing I've noticed with, with, with using, I think if I was using it like this, it'd be really hard because you'd need one that was like big enough for an iPad mini kind of thing, right? It would, and it would feel a bit, you know, it becomes like mean, a kite at that point sort of thing, you know, it's. But I close, would, it does have, still have a good display, right? At the front. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, yeah. the current ones, the old ones, yeah. the old one didn't, but the current one has oh. a great, it's, it's a really, yeah, it's like a top end yeah. Samsung display on the front. I, yeah. I literally, I'll tell you, I use it 90% of the time in normal like mm. normal mode and then yeah. well if i'm not editing a photo or doing something like that i mean that's one mm. of the most amazing parts is like plugging in your your sd card going like this and suddenly you've got like lightroom that looks like desktop lightroom on your phone yeah, yeah. it's just like a exactly. unreal time but um one of the times that has really changed about how i kind of function in my life well two but one is go to bed and you know that moment where like you kind of wish you had your tablet but then you only have your phone and you're kind of like yeah, yeah. this. But then when you can just be like, it just it just yeah. feels completely different to suddenly have that when you're in bed or whatever. Or like even like, you know, at a doctor's office or something and you don't want to take yeah. your tablet out. Travel as well was a big one for me because I didn't. Well, answering just, emails, it's much easier on this bigger display. It's so much better. And, and yeah. um, tra travel for me, I completely ditched the laptop now because of that phone mm. and iPad. I don't need any of it. I just carry my phone, like literally my phone. Yeah. Because even... Okay, of course, obviously a 10-inch iPad would be, or or even like the the Galaxy Tab would be much better, like as a as yeah. a big display because it's it's still only half that size. But well, not half that size, but you know what I mean. And mm, yeah, but it still is more than enough. And the fact that it's also your phone, that's also just a normal size phone most of the time, is like a really amazing. That's basically why I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And my next question, it, you have the version with the pen, right? Oh, uh, yes, but I don't have the pen. I mean, I don't, um, I because I've had the, two. The, I've had the, I've had the two, um, but I didn't use the two much at first, and then I got the three mm -hmm. like almost right after because it was kind of like and the yeah, it has the it has the pen, but I don't I don't use the pen at all. Oh, okay. Because my question would be, uh, which app are you using to use the pen? Because I'm a little bit. I want to use pen the pen on my tablet but yeah. evernote support for the tablet on android devices is terrible so i was trying one note but yeah that's okay and samsung <laughs> notes is okay well no it's not okay it's great but i'm not sure if i want to dive deep into there because i want to i want the proper solution to keep all of my notes, but I don't want like to split up my notes, you know, because all of my notes are in Evernote, but I don't want to have a second app just for notes that I um, 
scribble down with the pen, so I haven't found a proper solution. I think my friend uses Google Keep. Does it have pen support? I didn't know I that. Be, I could be. I could be wrong. I almost positive. I have a friend who uses it all the time, and I'll ask. Okay. I'll ask him and send you a message because I've seen him use his pen for exactly what you just said. Mm. Um, and I, I, it might not be Google Keep. Maybe it just looked like Google Keep, but I remember definitely seeing him just jotting down, jotting down things on the go, yeah, like yeah, not yeah, like sure. heavy duty drawing, but like just like literal mm. note taking. Um, but yeah, no, but yeah, it's this, I'm just not much of a note. -taker. I'm more of like a typer, you know, in that case, I would yeah, type yeah. out my note instead of writing it down. So, yeah. Okay. So last question from you, what do you have? Do you have another question? Yeah. So this one's going to be easy. Um, okay. again, and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty quick, I think, but do you still have that GR zero? Yes, I do. Um, do you ever use it is the follow-up no no unfortunately <laughs> not i feel like i wanted to use it as oh, can you see it yeah maybe you can see it a little bit here there is the special edition gorak karyology um bag that i want to use but i haven't gotten around to using any gorak bags not because i don't like them but just because I rarely have the occasion to use bags that much. So when I use bags, I want to use the bags that I'm reviewing at the moment. So yeah, that's, that's basically, yeah, the pandemic really hit my channel hard. Oh, not only my channel. I see it in many channels because obviously due to the pandemic, many people didn't have the need for a bag because no one was allowed to travel or everyone was working at home. And that's the same for me, basically. I just, yeah, work from home. And it's also the reason why, just like you, I really like roll tops at the moment because I use bags predominantly Groceries. at the moment. Exactly, right? <laughs> Grocery uh, shopping with roll top bag is perfect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that's why I haven't used the GoRock anymore. I still own it and I will never sell it um, or give it away because I just feel like it, that's the one that started everything. And um, also, I feel like, and don't quote me on this, but I feel like lately I've seen so many comments about the build quality of Gorox that there are some issues with quality control. I'm, I, I can't confirm this. This is just something that I've seen in some comments and I wonder what they changed. So, and me knowing that I have one of the versions that still from the era where everything was perfect right yeah <laughs> um, I know what you makes mean. me feel i should keep that one i still use this one which is like the og gr1 like so yeah. for similar reasons but um i don't i don't know i, I feel like the quality control things kind of gets get kind of get blown out of proportion. i think because gorok are so are like the most well-known um, I mm. guess in this in, in the in the niche category of bags, I think they're the most probably the most well known. I think because of that, yep. they get a bit more of like the they get a bit more flack. 
I think, for that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, It ends up getting a bit more... It gets blown up a little bit quicker. I think people are not as quick to forgive them. But then, in a lot of ways, for me, the thing about Goruk in general is that they will literally fix anything, and they have never had an issue with that. So I think that yeah, their yeah. warranty service is great. Sucks for people like me and you, because yeah, if obviously. your GR... If your your Carryology, your GRX-C1 had an issue, then you have to send it back, right? And the sending it back yeah. is the real difficult it's so part. Expensive. So. Yeah. It's so expensive. And that I agree with you totally. I think, I think most of the things are blown out of proportion. It's not just the backward. Everything that's internet and um, yeah, internet culture gets blown out of proportion way too quickly. I think the issue or let me in quotation marks, the issue with GoRock is probably the perception or how they market themselves with this really indestructible bag and when a customer pays a lot and then potentially receives a product where there are some quality issues, then obviously, especially with the price in mind and the expensive shipping in mind, then obviously that customer will get a little bit uh, disappointed and angry. So from that perspective, I can understand it, but I totally agree with you that there are some things that get blown out of proportion. And I feel like that's the something that I'm a little bit afraid of with the niche getting bigger. I think I want the bear community to grow as much as they possibly can. But I also feel like the bigger it gets, the more of this kind of internet culture vibe it beca uh, becomes like this, this, continuous fight like with android versus apple where there's like <laughs> like this is my position and this i'm i'm standing my ground i'm not going to like agree with you that your thing is better than mine i feel like that this potentially could become something where like the die hard go rock fan is like battling the die hard i don't know uh Xbox PlayStation stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that. I'm kind of fearful that that could happen to some point because obviously, if you are invested in something, as you said, like if you invested heavily in an Xbox and the other one invested heavily in a Sony, obviously you are defending what you paid for, and you don't really want to, like, say, yeah, of course yours is better because you spent like. 400 us dollars for all of the games the controller and the the playstation right you're not going to say that the xbox might be better and the same will be with bags as well especially when they are so expensive obviously you pay 300 euros for the gorok and the other one paid 300 euros for the black amber and then there might be a point, I hope not, I really hope that we never get to that point where the other one says, like, no, my Black Amber is better than you, Gora. <laughs> you know oh, I, mean? I, I think it's it's almost already starting in, in, really? in like the in like especially like within the really hardcore like com like hardcore community like the community that's really intense like in 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 our in the Facebook even in the Karyology Facebook group you'll see it. It's not it's not it, it mostly good vibes there. So, like, you know, 90% of it is good vibes, but 
you know, it, it's kind of in that point now where it's all done jokingly. Mm-hmm. But as we all know, you know, every joke is based in reality, right? Or in like yeah. a real feeling. So, you know, sure. it's, it's it's like, you know, it, it, camera cameras have experienced this forever, right? Like Sony, Nikon, Canon, Leica. Yeah. I mean, like they have their own. I know Digital Rev used to make like whole mockery videos based on how a, a Sony guy and a Canon guy would get along in a conversation or whatever. Mm. So I think that this is something that... um. It's good. It's it's coming. I think to to. It. I, I hope that um, because I think at least the online community, a lot of it is 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 um, is still sort of in that sort of cariology ecosystem. At least um, a, a, a big big parts of it, and I think that because um, it's pretty. It's the the vibes are still pretty good there. There's yeah, still yeah. some good vibes. So I think that that kind of keeps. I think as things grow. It's really hard to keep the vibes good in anything. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully it stays. Um, you know, as long as it can, it, it keeps its innocence as long as it can, um, and it's you know, it's 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 purity and all those things. Because it's hard. It's hard because eventually, you know, people just like you said, um, you've got people who these days who are spending thousands of dollars on special edition exactly. bags, which like like you know okay you want this this the special edition of um of a of a of a, a collab bag or whatever and then sometimes the used market is four or five thousand dollars for some of these bags and it's just like if you spend that much money on a bag like you're probably going to want to defend it pretty strongly yeah if somebody says they don't like it so i think that you know we're probably as that those things continue to increase you know you end up but i think that at least that because we're sort of late to the party there are a lot of precedent set on how to not only how negatively these things can happen but also how the community sort of um like the the the, the people who are controlling the communities or the people who are who are who are you know like um, at least trying to to push the communities forward, because there are some precedent for this type of thing in things like cameras, we mm. can kind of get some positive ideas of how to, you know, learn from the mistakes that that those communities made and sort of grow, you know, um, at least keep keep the positivity longer. And I hope that that's kind of how it goes because. Um, yeah. So far, I've seen most anything that that kind of goes a little bit negative towards that way has has changed pretty quick and has been pretty community controlled and people keep the vibes mm. themselves positive. So I think as long as that keeps going, whereas like Apple versus Android is like oh that's terrible. It's gross to watch. It's gross. To that's watch, so. terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's gross to watch. So. Yeah. I don't get it. I, honestly, no, I I get it in a way that yeah, you have as mentioned, you heavily invested with your money and buying those stuff, but not understanding that needs are different. I mean, it's, it's good with bags, you know, like for instance, bottle compartments, you know, some people will need it. Some people won't. And that's why I feel like we are more understanding in terms of that needs are different. And I feel like with phones or tech in general, yeah, I feel like people don't really get that people have different workflows, different needs and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I, I really am annoyed by this. Oh, you use, don't use an iPhone or, or you use an iPhone, you're an Apple sheep or, oh, you, your Android device doesn't do this and that. And it's, it's kind of stupid. It's really stupid. 
And I remember having a oh, go ahead. No, no, I already finished. <laughs> I was gonna say like I remember having a conversation with one of my very young students about this topic, and she said like we're talking about photography because you know she's mm. learning how to use her camera or whatever, and she was just like teacher truthfully everything 95% of all cameras are good for 99.9% of all people I mean I'm paraphrasing what she said but essentially she said that she said why can't we just use whatever you know and I was just like because in that case what had happened to her was that her friend had literally teased her for using a Leica which sounds so funny because it was like it was something related to you know like it, it looks like a rich like a rich person's cam you know rich person's camera yeah. and her friend they made some kind of joke cause I think like the friend's dad made it. I don't know anyway it's so deeply based that mm-hmm. like that but you know just her saying that just is so true like I have 40 bags around here and I could pick up any one of them and I could happily live for the next two years and never think about it again. And, and I could pick up a PlayStation and be perfectly happy having fun with that PlayStation for the next. And I think people have a hard time, like sort of, they want, there's a want for yours to be better, right? There's like this kind of like want for whatever you have to be better than, than the guy you, you know, it's, it's it's probably something that's human nature and you know we're just going to be dealing with it forever so it just really depends on how you know how it flows how it flows going but forward in, but in that case it's also a little bit rooted in obviously in, in a little bit of jealousy yeah but in that case maybe some that other person is like uh you're a rich spoiled yeah. Brad, and you got your Leica, but you have no skills to use it. Yeah. But then there are other people. Then there's the flip side of the coin, and there are so many people who are like really snobby about stuff that they have and feel like superior. Um, and I'm, I'm, just, I, I think the same. Like ninety percent of the cameras, cameras is a good, good um, topic. I mean, I see so many. I intentionally say kids because they are quite young. I like, oh, I need the newest Sony camera and or whatever, or I want to buy a Leica. That's also a good example. And I'm like, you don't need that. So you you can buy an older generation because honestly, everything to my me personally, everything after like. 2000 i would say 14 2015 is good enough for stills as long as long as you have a good proper lens on it and even if not if you are good at lighting it's still good but video it's a little bit different but still it's not a big deal but many people are like no i need the most expensive stuff to create the most beautiful imagery and and then the then you create this kind of snobbery once they have that and they're like, yeah, no, I'm the best. And no, it's not like that. To I mean, me, I, at least. I, I remember telling this story to people before where somebody asked me about um, one of my students um, was buying a print from me. And they asked me like, um, you know, like similar like this, we're just chatting and they were like, well, which which print did you sell the most of last year? Cause that's the one I want. Like they didn't want to look, they were just like, I want to want one of oh. whatever one you sold the most. Of. So I said, okay. So I showed her the print 
and they were like, oh yeah, this is, this is in a Leica class. So they were like, wow, it's, you know, great. Like, and then three other people were wanted to buy it and it was like, it was great for me. And then they said, so did you use the M10 for this or, mm. or whatever camera was, you know, current at the time. And it was quite, it's, and it's going to sound cliche to say this, but it was quite literally an iPhone photo yeah. that I had taken in a snowstorm. It's a street photography. So it doesn't matter that much. You know, we're talking like a, a print, like, you know, yay big sort of thing. So it doesn't, doesn't matter a whole lot. And that, that print alone basically would have paid for a Leica lens or more, you know, the year before, mm. which made a lot more money than whatever Leica camera I was using at the time was doing, yeah. you know? So it really, it really, um, for most people, it doesn't matter that much. And it really doesn't make it doesn't stories make it, I, king. It is. It is stories king. Yeah. And then the content is king and all those kind of things. I yeah. mean, I, I'm okay with people having their toys. I mean, I, I, I thought I, I mean, she's never going to listen to this. So it's okay. I taught a woman once who was, you know, after two, two days of intense classes came up and asked me, you know, how to turn the autofocus on, on her camera. And she had literally bought this $15,000 Leica and didn't realize it didn't have autofocus. So it was like, you know, one of those moments where I was just kind of <laughs> like, and then the next day she came back with a $40,000 Leica medium format one that had autofocus that she had bought right after class. So, you know, wow. for some people that's kind of how it works, I guess. Right. Like, okay. And, that's and, crazy. Uh, and yeah, it was, I was some people that's how, you know, that that's how it kind of, how it goes, but it was, um, those moments are kind of eye opening, I think. And, and yeah. it's, 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 I, I feel like though that it's easy to laugh at that, that type of thing. But for me, I think if people can, if they can afford a toy and they want a toy, then they can have their toy. I don't yeah, think I of need course. to tell them, tell of them course. how to, how to play with it. Although I wish she did know it had autofocus <laughs> or didn't have autofocus yeah. before she bought it. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's all about how you deal with, uh, why and how you why you no why you buy something and how you kind of deal with it i feel like if you buy something just to brag about it then obviously i would dislike it but if you you gift yourself for instance a buddy of mine he he always wanted uh not a fast car but something that is fun he bought like this small Suzuki, I think it's Suzuki Swift. Suzuki? Yeah. yeah, Swift, right? So, but in the fast version, everyone was like mocking him, like, oh, you are in the middle of crisis and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, no, that's awesome. So you, you wanted something to gift yourself that you wanted this always. And now he's like driving. I mean, obviously it's not good for the environment and stuff like that, but he wanted something like, to have fun for himself it's it wasn't like he didn't buy a porsche or a porsche or lamborghini or something which is which would have obviously ridiculous but if he wanted it then it's totally fine and as long as he's not like oh i'm better than you because i bought something this or that then that's totally fine in my humble opinion and i feel like why do people mock you just because you bought something fun for yourself and yeah it's it's just about what you want and how you deal with it. And if it's not about bragging rights or stuff like that, I think oh, that's yeah. the, that's the key. That's the bright. It's the, it's like the, it's like the, you like I buy something nice cause I want to use it myself versus the, I buy something nice because I want to exactly. show other people that I bought something nice. Exactly. I think there's a huge kind of differentiation there. And I yeah. have a completely different mindset on how I 
um, look at, you know, each situation. So, but I'm, I'm, I mean, when it comes to, to, to backpacks, even like I, I really have some kind of weird feeling about backpacks that just stay on walls and, and don't get used. Like, you know, all my backpacks get used and if they don't get used, they get sold. Cause you know, they're meant to be used just like cameras or whatever. So True. that's definitely, yeah, definitely how it goes, but yeah, no, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for, for this great, this great talk and taking the time to join me on this podcast. And yeah, if you, if people want to find you, where can they find you? So like on Insta or YouTube and stuff like that. Well, well on YouTube, I'm, I'm only in, I'm only on the Karyology channel now. So mm -hmm. you can find me at, you know, at Karyology, you know, the, the Karyology main, main channel. I think that the last video I did there was, um, I think the last two or three are probably mine. I think the last one was an air city pack pro kind of quick look review. Yeah. Um, there's a monster two-hour video before that that I, you know, you need about eight sittings to watch. That was crazy. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's uh, it was we we jokingly we jokingly called that one slaying the beast because we realized it was one of those things where you know you reach out to some companies and you you kind of think like half of them will respond, you know, and then the you know yeah. you'll end up with five or six and then you end up with twenty and it's like. Everybody said yes. I guess I have to talk about them all, you know, kind of thing. But it was fun. It was it was it was fun. It was just hard. Um, but yeah, other than that, on on Instagram, it's you can find me at JT in Seoul. Um, name stupid just comes from like when I first got to Korea. It was you know easier to to do that, yeah. and my my family understood um, where I was. So um, JT in Seoul on Instagram. That's more like my photography stuff. So it's a completely kind of different side of my life. But um, but you can find me there, and sometimes I talk about bags there too. So I, I assume most people watching this are probably going to be, or listening to this, are probably going to be, you know, interested in the karyology stuff. So you can find me there. Yeah, for cool. sure. All right, thank you so much for taking the time and this incredible talk. And I hope we can do that again sometime in the future. Yeah, yeah, it was a great time. Thank you so much. I really much enjoyed it. And for getting up early for me. Cause, yeah. <laughs> of course. But you, so but everyone... you owed me one, so I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And we see you in the next episode. Thank you very much. <laughs>